Hello listener, you're listening to the BoardWars.eu podcast, a bi-weekly podcast about Star Wars Imperial Assault, which is a miniatures game by Fantasy Flight Games. At the start, we will cover the news uh, from the last two weeks, which is primarily the new Vessel version and the new FAQ and tournament rules that were put out by FFG. Then from minute 28 on, we will talk about the Wave 3 packs and the cards in it. Then. From 1 hours and 9 minutes on, we will talk about our play experiences in the last two weeks. Most of this will be from me and Jeppe. Then from 1 hour and 23 minutes on, we will talk about community stuff. And Jeppe has prepared something about tournaments and we will also talk about other stuff. And then from 1 hour and 31 minutes on, we will talk about mostly lore, the, Star Wars, the new Star Wars trailer and what we did in the cinema in the last two weeks. And finally, at 1 hour and 46 minutes, we will talk about the contest from last week and reveal the new contest for this week. So, have fun with the episode! episode 16 of boardwars.eu. Today's hosts are including me, Stefan, of course, like always, are Herwig. Hi guys. Uh, Jeppe. Evening. And Raphael. Hello. So we are short two or three guys, depending on how you want to count it. But not to worry, we got you covered. It's also, it will be a little bit of, sh of a shorter episode because I'm still in the process of uh, living in a hotel, basically. So <laughs> I'm... Temporarily moved in again into my flat, but that's another story. So if you hear some rustling, it's mainly because of all the plastic wrapped around my furniture. And probably some of some beavers are attacking you. Or... Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually it looks like in a construction site. It is, but it lo really looks quite amazing in a in a in a very very negative way. So uh, for the episode today, we'll start with news and cleanup, like always, and we have a little bit of that for you prepared then we will review the wave 3 packs which came out uh, in shortly before Essen we snatched them out during Essen and now they are even in the stores in uh, around Europe then uh, we will have uh, campaign skirmish play experiences a little bit of community stuff and lore and then we'll go on to our contest contest at the end where we'll, we will draw the, the winners for last weeks or last uh, episodes uh, contest and announce the new contest so to start off the news and cleanup section uh, some uh, a user mailed us it was david c about kane somos uh, recently uh, fantasy flight uh, released the faq and in there is what he also wrote me just a few days before that uh, which is that kane somos squad command also works if he doesn't deal damage. So this is basically it is a surge ability not listed in the surge abilities up uh, up under the the picture of the card, but down in the attribute te test text whatever it's called. And so it's uh, it's listed as a surge ability, but since it even though even though it uh, applies a positive condition, it doesn't actually need to deal any damage. So you only need to do to roll the 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 surge is required to trigger it, and you also can, from what I can, from what I read, you can also um, trigger it. Yeah, you can only trigger it once because it uh, it would focus enough or as much units as you can possibly can with the one trigger. So 
doesn't actually matter. But just so you know, um, Kane's almost can indeed focus uh, adjacent troopers, even though he might uh, not even hit the target. So thanks to David C for this little bit of correction via email, uh, which is also covered in the FAQ, which we'll go over shortly. Then uh, another user sent um, wrote a, a short comment on Facebook. It was Michael J about challenge coins, and it's indeed uh, it it's, it seems to be a, a much more American tradition than a European tradition. I was in the military actually for a few months, so uh, I never heard of this. But in the American military, actually, different branches of the military seem to have different uh, um, coins with their with their signs imprinted on them. And if you are on a base or so, and not in, in, uni in your uniform, and you still have the coin with you, you might get challenged by an officer or an, another um, member of the military to, to, to state which, uh, which unit you're from, and you just show them your coin, and he knows that you're not bullshitting him. So this is called the challenge coin, and this is what they are giving out for the winter tournament. Is this correct? Or is this for, the, for worlds? I can't remember, but it, I think it's for me the term, tournament, uh, the Mandalorian coin, right? I think they're introducing them across a lot of Fantasy Flight games uh, f starting next year. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. So Winter and see, store championships and yeah, so on. Yeah, you will, you will see them in a lot of Fantasy Flight swag in the future. So these are the challenge coins. coins. If you want to read more about them, I will list the, or I will link the Wikipedia article in the show notes, like always. Then, uh, the other news we have is that Vassal was recently updated to include Wave 3, which of course had to, be hap had to happen after Wave 3 is already released. And uh, the guy authoring the mod is, uh, has already released another bug fix, which was related to some deployment cards not uh, generating the figure tokens when you click on the, on the on the option on the deployment card. So uh, it's fixed now, it's in version 3.1, and if you want to play Wave 3 online, go grab it. It should work fine. I haven't actually tested it because I'm in the process of moving around all the time recently, so um haven't got the time to sit down and test it, but it should work. Yeah, it does, it does. I already played, played with it and it Did you play your fine. online campaign with it? Uh, no, no, just a skirmish. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so um, also we have a few, of course, the the new FAQ and skirmish map pool in the new tournament rules. But the tournament rules stayed largely the same. The only thing they updated were, was the map pool. So the new uh, FF, uh, the, the new uh, FAQ, of course, uh, actually had some surprising stuff in it, if I remember correctly. I have it already in my Dropbox, but I have to search uh, for it. I. I think for the FAQ, I think there was a number of things in there that was um, logic and evident. And then the the most surprising thing, I think, for me was the one we already mentioned about yes. uh, Kay and Somas and not having to deal damage to focus his, his allies. Um, yeah. But I think it's it's functional. There are different things in there that's nice to have on, on paper. Yeah. And uh, the, other, the other thing that's maybe more like a clarification, like it should be, is uh, the, um, they changed the field office on field general, general cards from the Twin Shadows um, Imperial class deck, and it now says choose another friendly figure within two spaces, not choose a friendly figure within two spaces. So you can't actually trigger this on yourself. So with this, theoretically you 
could have uh, what I think that there was a discussion if you could use this to make the the elite officer shoot twice around or so. I'm not sure. There was a there was a thread on board game geeks I I remember, and someone asked this, but I never actually got around to to really reasoning my my way through what they wrote there. So, but this is not clarified. You can only use it to uh, give another figure the the attack or the movement, depending on which uh, attachment you're actually using. Uh, still, the the attachments don't give the leader trait, so they don't help you trigger noble sacrifice like a lament lamented like. Two episodes ago, I think, and it's still. I still think this is a wasted uh, synergy opportunity, but them's the breaks. So uh, yeah, Kane's almost squad command. We already talked about this, and uh, uh, there's yeah. Uh, what they also clarified is that if you there's a there's a card for the inspiring leadership deck, which it call which is called Lead by Example. Uh, and it basically gives you the, the ability to to deal a, to make an attack with a figure deal, uh, giving out an executive order. So if you have an elite officer or um, a figure with field general, uh, field officer, no field general attached, you can give another figure an order, an ex executive order to shoot someone. And if you have lead by example, you c this figure uh, ordering the other one can also shoot. And it's clarified now that this doesn't count for the for the one uh, what's it called the one attack per activation limit. So you basically can do with lead by example. You can do three uh, attacks uh, in the in the space of one activation because you're giving one attack to another figure. You're doing one yourself by lead by example, and you're doing the the third one by yourself with your second uh, second action. So this is I think this is. Probably uh, aside from the Kane Somos one, Kane Somos one, the most surprising because it opens up, I think, a can of worms uh, for the future, which is, uh, I think, it's still confusing. But I don't know. So the other one, uh, single purpose cannot be used. This is one of the new command cards for, in the the, the Droid pack for Wave Two, and it states you can use. The same special action twice, but of course, if the special action includes an attack, you cannot use it twice. Oh, wait! I have to, I have to quickly change my my headphones because I don't hear you guys. That's because we're not speaking. My, uh, uh, we, we didn't say I anything. Might not charge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or maybe okay. he can't hear us. <laughs> That's why I wasn't hearing you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now I hear you fine again. Because I'm, I used my, uh, I used my wireless headphones, which I left at the flat, and they weren't charging for like ten days now, and they discharged over the time, and I charged them again before the podcast, but it wasn't enough, evidently, so they were just uh, dying down, and now I'm using my headphones for my MP3 player again. So, like I said, single purpose cannot be used to perform an, a special action twice, which includes an attack. So. Uh, this is what I said that uh, the executive or the lead by example stuff is a bit confusing because I know they they deal with different parts of the game because one is for exclusively for the campaign and one is exclusively for skirmish. Still, it's a bit confusing because single purpose can't make you attack three times in a row, but lead by example can theoretically. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, and I think that's. Um, 
that's I think the the highlights from the FAQ change. Like always, you can ac access the the FAQ on the uh, Fantasy Flight site, and they highlighted all the new additions like always in in red, so you can skim over them them quite fast, so you know what's new in them. And the the other the other new item they had were the tournament rules, which like I said. Nothing new there. The only thing new is that um, the, what's it called? The map pool was updated, and the map pool is now including a the Mos Eisley Cantina, which is of course a map from including tiles from Twin Shadows. So if you're going to an organized play event uh, that's adhering to Fantasy Flight rules, um, then you need to have Twin Shadows to be able to build all the all the maps or all the the missions. Um, that are in the official tournament pool now. So uh, I'm, I I think it's nice that they refresh them, but I imagine that this is something that could spark a bit of discussion on various forums that which you already happened. Basically, need to have Twin Shadows to play. I know that's. Now. Yeah, I think, I think we asked Paul this, but he was a little bit dancing around the issue, ma mainly because I think he he doesn't have, have that much input in, into it. This. And also, well, that one problem is you can't you can't play always on the same four maps, you know. But yeah, on the other cool. hand, then you have to get, you know, at some point the the campaign, uh, the expansion. So yeah, either you have to include one of the small box campaign, yeah. uh, small small expansions, or one of the big boxes. And the big boxes, usually, since they they include so much stuff, it's it's more likely that the more players are getting it anyway. So. Yeah, it, it the problem is always if you're just playing skirmish or you're just playing campaign, you're always missing something. You know, you can't just play it for the campaign or or just only for uh, tournament play for skirmish because sometimes you always need something from one of the expansions or so. Yeah, but still, like like I said. People will will get. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Course. It's not that. It's not that um, much of an investment. It's like twenty five bucks, and that's okay. I think it will be much. Admit it will be a much bigger controversy controversy uh, when they get to half and including yeah, half yeah, tiles, yeah, yeah. because yeah. I, I think but half I, will I, be about sixty, and that's. Yeah, but I think they will theme it somehow. They will say it will be like um, like it. The skirmish tournament will have a half theme or half name, half name. So, yeah. But I think mm, will, it's better. Say, yeah. It's better if they use the tiles from the small expansions instead of using it from the bigger. You know, there are rules for the three player or four player in in half. So maybe they have special event with with the four player rules. That might also and, be yes. And the half tiles. So yeah. Maybe half will only half tiles will only be be used for larger maps, including the. Uh, only be used to to play games with three or four players, and I think maybe it, they it dance around it that way. It will be similar to uh, Twin Shadows when you need some tiles for one of the skirmish, or um, it was always or right. It was maybe skirmish mission or campaign mission for R two D two and Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no it's, it's for right? all of them. For all, I, I think for both of them. You need you need uh, you need uh, the extra tiles for both of them. I think uh, you don't need it for. I think you don't need it for some of the um, skirmish maps from Way Free. But I'm not 
100% positive about this. And I think you only you also don't need it for some of the campaign missions for Wave 3. But for Wave 2, you need it for both of them. So uh, Boba Fett, Kane Somos, and the droids, you, okay. can only, because... you can only use if you have Twin Shadows. It's also like, uh, I, I didn't take a picture of it, but it's also listed on the on the box itself, on the, yeah. on the a little pack. You need Twin Shadows for this to work. Yeah, I think it will be similar with the... Uh, uh... Uh, wave. What is uh? What is the number? I, I think wave five is this then. For yeah, half. wave five yes. for Leia and yeah, yeah. Of course, it will be this way. It will I, be similar. I hope though that they're not um completely moving away from wave one. I I mean I've played a fair amount of skirmish, but there are still so many missions that I look at and think, oh my god, I haven't played this and I'd love to. So I hope they will yeah. eventually cycle in some of the things that they haven't actually used of skirmish mm. maps from even wave one. Yeah, they they have the option to, and they only they always can can file in one or two or just one of the wave one maps within like one of the half and one of the twin jealous maps, or two of the half maps and one wave one map. So what I'm surprised that they didn't have like uh, tournament maps yet that you can download or they probably won't do areas. this for another year or so yeah that's i'm a little bit surprised they don't have like tournament tournament scenarios or something stuff like that yeah i i think they won't do it because they want to make sure that that uh, imperial assault is still called a miniatures game and not a war game and maybe printing yeah. out maps is they it's it's maybe even a legal issue not sure there are no, people no, who made them just... Just give you the numbers and you assemble it yourself with the. Uh, that's what I mean. Huh? That they uh, just give you the number of tiles you need and the picture of how it should look. Yeah. That's what I mean. Not not. So it's specific. Oh, yes, specific maps for events. That would be cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that would be cool. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, that 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 might be a bit uh, possibility down the road. Yeah. Even for for like for like special events like when um let's say when the movies hit or something like that like that. And they release a special mission just for this event, and it has something to do with the movie I think or something like this. Rogue One is the first thing that really yeah could, yeah they course, could yeah. do special yeah. events because it's more or less the same timeline yeah time not not timeline sorry I mean uh time yeah. time zone not period. time zone I know time, <laughs> period, time period sorry yes. yeah <laughs> yeah <This laughs> is, I think yeah, I'm still surprised that they have done so little uh tie-in with the movie but yeah maybe we'll, we'll see more stuff i think, I think we'll hear it next yeah. yeah i think they want to include it thematically and this takes a lot more time than and yeah what i also think that they don't actually know that much about the movies themselves because it's too too tight tightly controlled yeah. by disney and then again also uh, developing a board game or stuff but board game is always like takes a year or two at least yeah so well, they've timed it with X-Wing, but I think it's also because the games are at different stages. So I think That's, right now it's a really good was idea. X-Wing a, uh, was a complete game that just switched the models out and also included a new damage deck. So. And, and a whole, but also a whole new, I mean, the entire next wave coming in December, or more or less in December, will be all stuff from, from the Rebels TV series. Yeah, well, two ships from Rebels and two ships are um, Bounty Hunter ships. But I think yeah, it's yeah. A, it's it's smart of them that they've started Imperial Assault with the iconic stormtrooper and stuff from the old trilogy, yeah. and then maybe as as the as the game and the new movies progress, they can sort of let them meet each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it will be happen happening regardless. We'll see. I I guess that's maybe why they put in the whole time Period thing they did. 
in the side yeah. missions that it's we don't still really unclear know yet what, what time we do. periods actually mean, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not really clear, and it's also not clear uh, at which, to which point in the movies they correspond. Not at this point. Yeah. Maybe after the next one, we'll know a little bit, a little bit more. But mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I think that's um, that's all about the the tournament article. And um, uh, coinciding with this, uh, worlds will be happening soon. I think uh, Yeppe has or Yeppe and Havik know more about this because I'm completely oblivious to all of this. <laughs> so when will this when will this happen? It's November, right? Yeah, so yeah. the Worlds events, the whole thing uh, starts from Wednesday, November 4th and runs until Sunday, November 8th. But for Imperial Assault, it'll be Saturday and Sunday. And and what I would suggest is to, if you're interested, have a look at the website when we get closer at Fancy Flight. Because I'm pretty sure that they're going to put some of it on Twitch and live stream yeah. it. And last year, it was, it was really nice to... To both have commentators, but also have a fair number of viewers. I, th- I saw some of their their Twitch feeds had more than two thousand uh, people tuning in. So it's a way to follow it live uh, during that weekend. I think they they will do it again. Yeah, it was very popular last year. Definitely. Uh, how much the time they are doing this in Minnesota, right? Yes. What's yeah. the time difference? The seven hours to Europe. It's probably around units. eight, but the one thing though yeah. is that we and about twenty degrees or thirty <laughs> degrees. <laughs> that yeah. too. But one thing to be aware of is that, uh, like we've just uh, switched time zones, and I believe the states are a little bit later in when they change the time zone. So it's worth having an extra look where they're at in a, um, yeah. in, a in a week and a half, because I think either it's eight or it's uh, seven hours, presumably. Yeah, I will. I will try to find an an online um, clock where you you have what's this? Is, this is central central time, right? It's it should be central uh, time for the US and uh, central European time, so we can have a, a roughly different so people know when to to turn on Twitch to actually see anything about. Yeah, it. but they they will also put a schedule online on Fancy Flight's page, I'm sure, okay. where you can see what they're broadcasting when because they're also broadcasting from uh, those days you also have Warhammer 40,000 Conquest the card game. They've got Android. Yeah. They've got Call of Cthulhu board game as well or card game uh, rather. Mm-hmm. The same days and uh, I'll definitely also be following some of the previous days for the uh, for the X-Wing. And I think last year they had also some announcements, right? Yes, they did. And they've, they've teased that they're going to to tell a bit more about their future plans of official play of their of their different games. Oh, right. They, they had an organized play panel last time, right? Yeah, and they're planning they on doing that, that again, I think, yeah. with more news. Yeah, because also at the last uh, in-flight report, most at uh, the questions were aimed at the head of the organized play, because there were a lot of questions how um, how it should uh, progress. I know, yeah. and all, yeah, all yeah, he yeah. said again and again was wait till worlds. <laughs> okay, yeah, and I think they will. They want to inflate this. The inflate um, thing is the beginning, and they have talked about like a program for uh, referees yeah. and and the tournament. Uh, what well, was it? Tournament group. Referees and what else do you need? Referees. Yeah, they've also said in sort of in in the 
in the context of their merger with Asmodee that one of the things they were looking to was through Asmodee to expand their official play in Europe and um, it'll be interesting to see if there's news about that at, uh, yeah. at Worlds. Asmodee did launch uh, a line of various organized plays for some of their bigger games and little tournaments where you can win goodies and gaming mats and so on for Seven Wonders, Splendor and so on and so forth. Well, that's the, interesting since yeah, normally Heidelberger did all that tournament stuff for FFG. That's what I wanted to say because when we were at Essen, all of the FFG stuff was still with Heidelberger. Quite, yeah, it will be. Quite firm, it, it actually. Will, it, it will remain there, so it's not moving away to Asmodee. So. That's what many people say, yeah, also what Fantasy Flight said. But um, I think they want to start also organizing more tournaments in Europe because, yeah, that's how you get people to get invested into the hobby, is through the community and not. Yeah, yeah sure, but I, I think uh, for Germany it will stay at Heidelberg. So as yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe French uh, or somewhere else, I don't oh. know. Or the parts of Europe where they're playing with the English versions of the game. Yeah. Those that are not uh, localized, uh, quite will, a few places. I, I sense it, it will be a mess in 2016 in, in Germany, <laughs> Austria and Switzerland. It will be a little bit confusing because maybe Asmodee will, uh, will take over all of the rest of Europe with the English versions. And Heidelberger will stick, st stand their ground in the German-speaking regions and then... Tournament schedules will be conflicting, and and all of the qualifiers. Uh, it will be it will be a mess. No, I think uh, well, in the end of the day, probably Asmodee will just buy Heidelberg, and it will be done with it. So yeah, but okay, I think so, either so, way, it'll be interesting to follow Worlds both for for the yeah. live matches and that it's. <laughs> To be honest, it's the first time I've had the feeling that some people probably have when they watch sports, <laughs> like being a spectator. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was really cool last year, and it, it was exciting at strange times of the day to to follow some of these uh, <laughs> these things. Uh, yeah, I will I will try to 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 put up some some notices on our Facebook page. So if you haven't uh, liked it. Go there and like it, so you can uh, see when stuff at World started. It will be probably late in the evening or in the night, and I will try to schedule some announcements so you will be uh, in the loop for when the when the Imperial Assault stuff they, starts. Uh, release the timetable when they will have the uh, discussion about uh, future of organized gaming. Mm, I don't think so. I only saw a timetable for the for the actual matches and only at time ranges. No actual times yeah so uh, this is worlds and it will be happening next week uh, yeah probably next week I will edit the podcast before so if you're listening in the future it will probably have happened but and you're late anyway so it doesn't matter so um, look out for worlds next week and uh, uh, who who wrote this down mention flight crew for American listeners what what is this flight crew stuff that, now? that would now have explain. been me that would be me. Yeah. I'll explain. <laughs> what <laughs> well, is this? Um, basically, Fancy Flight has announced a uh, expansion of uh, of a new program on their website, and that is um, the cool thing is that they're um, they're basically hiring people um, to work as uh, demo contractors, where you go with Fancy Flight games to conventions, to games, and you basically work for them presenting their games. I thought when I saw it first, I was 
excited because when I moved to the Netherlands, basically teaching games and most of them heavy fantasy flight games yeah. uh, was the way that I, I built a new network in a, in a new country. But uh, the downside is that it's only something they're doing in North America. So uh, if we have any listeners in North America, they should maybe swing by Fantasy Flight's uh, webpage and look to see if it's something they could be interested in. I know Heidelberger had something like this uh, for Germany, but they seem to have discontinued some some of it because I was re- writing them about it and no one was getting back to me. So <laughs> I don't know if their email address still works, <laughs> but it was a similar thing like you could register to to either be get invites when they are doing events or even get some 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 stuff early or some stuff to demo uh for when you're doing demos in shops but they had something like this but from what i can see it's no longer in 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 effect right now so maybe, as, maybe it will be come back with asmodeep maybe i don't as, know as far as i understand from ffd they're basically going to give you a salary for doing it Oh, that's no Heidelberger didn't do that. <laughs> um, okay, so that's the what's it, flight crew uh, in North America for now. Maybe they expand it, so we will see. Fingers crossed. And uh, that's all of the news we have for this week. And on to our Wave Free discussion. So for those of you who have who haven't um, seen what Wave Free actually is, it's free new packs uh, being available right now. It should be available uh, in North America and all of Europe. So most of our audience, I think, <laughs> maybe even in Australia, because I know some of the Australians are also listening. And Wave Free con- uh, um, is comprised of three new packs, which is the Hybrid Guns, which is Mercenaries, uh, Stormtroopers, which of course are Imperials, and the Wookiee Warriors, which are Rebels. And we will go through them sequentially and look at them and give our thoughts on the included cards. And I have to look them up because I scanned all of them and also shared with our guys. So, Hybrid Guns first. So, where are they? Scan. There it is. So, Hybrid Guns. We want to start reading the normal or elite hybrid guns. Actually, it doesn't matter. Read both of them. Who wants to start? Well, I can go. Yeah, so Raphael, go. Alright, so the hybrid gun for four points, or actually two for their uh, recruitment points, if you want to bring them back in. They have on their surges, they have three different abilities. Either you get plus one damage, Plus, uh, no, not plus, yeah, also actually, plus one accuracy or pierce one. And they have the ability of parting shot when you have suffered damage equal to your health. Before you are defeated, you may interrupt to perform an attack. Also, disposable while defending, apply minus one dodge to your defense roles, uh, results. They have three healths, speed of five, one, uh, white defense die and an attack of green and yellow and the difference uh, for the elite ones are they cost six points and three they have an automatic evade Uh, the search abilities are the same except that you get an automatic accuracy so you don't need a search for that anymore and for the abilities it's exactly the same and they have one health more other than that, that's all. And they are smugglers. Okay, so uh, the the main issue uh, hitting the forums was the disposable trait or 
ability. I wouldn't call it an ability because it's a disability actually, which is the minus one uh, evade. Oh, Herrick, you're getting a call, yep. right? <laughs> or someone else? Uh, yeah, sorry. Okay, so uh, the disposable ability is while defending, apply minus one evade. No, it's not uh, minus one dodge to your defense results. And this makes them very weak, right? They have four or three hit points with a white die and they can't even fully dodge an attack. It's uh, regardless of where you field them in the campaign or in the, um, in the, the skirmish, it seems rather weak, even though they are that cheap. But what's your thought on this, guys? I I, I thought about some some tricky stuff you can do them, like rush them forward and try to maintain objectives for at least half a round or so, I'm, or draw fire. I don't know. It seems they should wear a red shirt because they're supposed to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah the red shirts. This well, is this isn't Star Trek, but almost. Well, <laughs> almost, they almost. they they do look a little bit like a certain one who got. Shot. <laughs> yeah, they. <laughs> you know, when so, Han so, shot first, he killed Greedo, and they're so, Rodians, so. Yeah, so for <laughs> the us, every Rodian seems the same. Yeah, for listeners who haven't the cards ready with them, the art for the card is actually a Rodian guy with a blaster in hand, so it seems like they took the inspiration from directly from the from A New Hope, uh, where Greedo got shot by Han. But still, it I I can't think of a of a very good. We, reason to use them. We talked a bit about them recently with the preview article, and I, I think the I mean, if I were playing scum, any kind of scum, I would experiment with them. I think they're fun. I think, like we talked about, there's a bit of a mind game in that you can get an extra attack in where you break someone else's uh, turn with an interrupt to do it. Yeah, it's still... I don't, they, for them, for them really to be to be effective with this you would have to maybe defeat a unit and this only happens when it's already uh, wounded for most units when it's already wounded and so you need to, to keep them alive until then which also seems hard and then you can maybe use them effectively i don't know so really it's it's strange but so. but basically they're the same price as a uh, ordinary stormtrooper Yes, because you get two, but you the, only pay. The elite ones, the elite yeah. ones are the same. No, well, also the normal no, ones. The, the normal ones if are. You, yeah. If you consider that you get two for the price of four, which is also what two stormtroopers are basically worth in a regular stormtrooper deployment card, so you get the same price. They have the same health, but they're faster and they get an extra attack when they're killed. Well, it feels to me as if yeah, that, they I were the, the concept of... Um, they're fun to use in a campaign just to use different models for once. They still suck up in uh, actions, so it's not that bad. Yeah. And being So I think they have to use in a campaign, especially in the beginning of the campaign when you don't have that much threat to uh, invest in, in, in uh, bigger and more expensive groups. You still can get that. Yes. And you can also, since they are non-elite, you don't have to, um, you don't have to earn them via side mission. You can yeah, yeah, you can in include them. You in can just include them yeah. from the get-go, and yeah, so as red shirts, as red shirts, yes. <laughs> but I wouldn't you rather include imperial officers? They they have almost the same damage potential, and aside from the parting shots, they are. 
they also have the free health and uh, are it's the same yeah, health for and they have the the chance of a dodge a much higher chance for the dodge actually. Yeah. So they um might be have more even the imperial officers might have more staying power than the hired guns. So. But maybe uh, the. But they only can shoot once. So maybe the idea. Still, if I buy them, I get two shots, not one. E officer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Still, I'm. I'm not. I'm still not sold on them. But there, there is of course uh, another reason to to buy this pack, which is the um, agenda deck. That's that, that's what what it's called. And the agenda deck, I think, is much better than than the actual deployment cards. And I will read the next card, which is from the nefarious dealings agenda deck included in the pack, which is trade routes disrupted. Keep this card a secret. I won't read the spot the the actual flavor text because that's for you to decide if you want to do this or not, and you should get the pack for this. So, keep this card a secret, play it during any mission when a figure interacts with a crate. Discard all supply cards drawn during that interact without effect. Um, it costs two influence, and I'm, I'm not 100% sure how it works really, because discard all supply cards drawn during that, drawn during that interact without effect. So does this mean you, you, you interact with a crate, then you Get the crate. You claim the crate token, and um, then you then you can play this card and basically strip the 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 item that just came from the from the supply deck. Is this yeah. correct? Yes. The crate was yeah, empty. I think, I think. And I, I think that the caveat is in there because there are characters who could you know choose different cards or yeah yeah. Um, probably we will see some character who can pick up two cards in the future. I don't know. Yeah, that's pr probably one of the, the the medical droid from the Hoth expansion can do some some digging for cards, but I don't know. So, um, and I think especially with some cards, either in a mission where you have to kill something and they've just drawn one of the one of the bath back the infusion kits, or if they draw that nasty comlick thing where they can make you exhaust one of your cards going into a round, yes. it might be worth it. But it's too influence you have to spend on it, and you have to know exactly when you want to use it. Um, it it's I think it's it's still it's not that overwhelming, but it's still okay because you can use it when you want to use it, when it's really necessary to use it, and save it up until then, and you don't have to play it blind because before the before the cards get drawn gets drawn from the deck from the deck. And if you like, you're on a mission where there's an ally and they they draw an, a a med pack. Then you can strip them of the map pack and then maybe deliver the final blow or something like this. So I think it's it's worth to to include it alone for this card, and it's even better for the next card. But we will see this. So I I'd, I'd buy it. I'm not sure how good it is, but the other cards is good enough to to include the whole deck into into your agenda deck. So the other card is final blast, and Yeppe, you want to read it? Yes. Place this card in your play area. Deplete this card during any mission when one of your non-unique figures has suffered damage equal to its health. Before it is defeated, it may interrupt to perform an attack. I think and it's of course it's of course also to influence. Yeah, yeah. And if it, I think if it, if it didn't have that non-unique figures clause, it would be really, really, really fun to have up your sleeve. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, doing doing an additional attack with Boba Fett would be awesome, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but it's non-unique figures. It's still strong because if you have uh, strong non-unique figures like maybe the ATST, which is also a non-unique figure, I think. Is this correct? Mm, is it not? Yeah, all? yeah, it's. I think so. Is it, it unique? Is not defined. No, I think massive is not defined as a creature. No, no, it's it, it doesn't have to be massive, but uh, non-unique. So it doesn't have one okay. of those little dots yeah, yeah. next to a name if you're a name doesn't character. Have, so it's not. So it's not wise, but the normal ATSD counts. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I think the the proofing is really in the pudding with this no, one, in that the, the no you sorry, they normally worded it with a small based figure or something, of course. So it works even with the ATSD. So it's very good, and it still costs two, but you don't have to discard it after you use it. At which I I think it's very powerful. It's giving you an an extra attack. That every you can distribute what what in every single mission in every single mission and you can it you can trigger it when when you want you can save it up for for when they when you can wound a um a hero or defeat a, an ally with this and this is i think this is very good especially if you can deal strain with with figures like uh Trandoshan hunters or maybe a nexu or something where you can do where you can do bleed, or maybe in Royal Guard, where you can stun the stun the, the guy. That's I think it's awesome. So Final Blast, well worth including all of the other cards. So, and uh, the last card is Backroom Bargains. It's the side missions for the for the hired guns. And uh, what you get for it is you get a reward card, which is called which is called Mercenary Ties. And uh, Mercenary Ties reads, uh, Havik, wanna read it? Uh, yeah. Uh, exhaust this card when an Imperial figure declares an attack. After the attack is resolved, if the target suffers one or more damage, he also suffers one strain. Yeah. I think this is news. We didn't see it in the preview articles. I, I think this is new, right? I think... Uh, I, I don't remember. But it's... It it synergizes well with the what's it called the subversive tactics deck because it's an Definitely. additional strain you can deal, uh, and it's each round you can do this. It's another strain source of strain each round, which is so awesome for the subversive tactics deck. And like, uh, of course, it's it's very very bad for the rebels, but <laughs> uh, you have to win it first. But the mission I I looked at it and it seems doable, so. It's it's a very nice agenda deck, I have to say. It's maybe the reason you would buy it for the campaign uh, instead of the deployment of the actual use of the figures. You want to buy this uh, this pack for the actual agenda deck and not for the for the figure actually. So uh, we also have in this uh, pack uh, a skirmish upgrade card called Last Resort. I think this was spoiled already, uh, which costs one deployment. Point or whatever we call this now. Uh, it's a skirmish upgrade, it's an attachment. Deplete this card when a figure in a group has suffered damage equal to its health. Before that figure is defeated, roll one red die. Each figure and object on or adjacent to that figure suffers damage equal to the damage results. So it's like the, the scene in Jabba's palace where Leia tries to bully Jabba uh, into to accepting her offer or whatever with the thermal detonator. But um, this is cool, I think, because you can deal damage after you are defeated. But you have to, to you have to try to to make this work really, because you need to 
be standing right in there and it's a it's a um what's it's a mercenary card so you can't actually include this without fielding a mercenary uh, squad so uh, it would be interesting to see if this would work maybe on Boba Fett or something. I think as we talked about doing the uh, preview article walkthrough, it's an interesting uh, combination with the hired, hired guns to run in amongst your enemies, um, get killed, and you could decide basically because they trigger at the same time you as the player um, that are controlling that figure gets to decide the order. So you could do the last resort first, and then you could do the pathing shot from the hired gun to hit whatever is not dead or close yeah. to being pushed over. That's that sounds very nice. So maybe that uh, they are intended to use with this last resort. I don't know, but um, I I think I uh, Herrick linked some some live stream on YouTube for the the Team Covenant monthly tournament, and I think someone was. Both of the lists for the finals were quite strange. There wasn't any four four by four list going on, and um, I think they played already by the new rules, right? Yeah, they played by the new rules, but they also there wasn't any four by four list, and there was a an imperial list, and a, I think there was a rebel list on the other side. Uh, not a rebel list, a mercenary list, which was very, uh, um, yeah, uh, which was was very weird, I would say, and. Maybe that's that's what um, uh, that's where this comes in. The rebels, uh, mercenaries, get a boost now, especially with uh, the hired guns and Boba Fett now that they can be a viable third party to actually use during skirmish without having to be defeated all of the time because you can't deal with anything. So um, the last of the the cards are. Command cards, which is slippery target. I think this was already in the was this in the core box or because I I remember this being somewhere. I'm not sure. We had it some I think maybe in maybe wave one or so. Was it maybe with the saboteurs? Yeah, it might be with the saboteurs. Yeah, and it's of course a um, slippery called slippery target. It's a command card, smuggler or spy only. Used when a hostile figure enters an adjacent space. Gain movement equal to your speed. Costs two, can include uh, two of them in a command deck, and there are two in the pack, of course. Um, maybe because it's uh, we have this in the in the in the Wookie um, pack too that we are seeing command cards being forked out uh, in to for different factions uh, multiple times. Like we have Slipper Target now twice, and we have the Parting Blow from the Wookie pack also twice because it was in the Royal Guard Royal Guard Champion pack also. So they try to to mix it up and they try to even if you don't buy all the packs, you have access to most of the relevant cards. Even though, so uh, the next command card is of of no importance. It's called like this. <laughs> uh, use after the last figure in your in one of your non-unique groups has been defeated. That group's deployment card is worth two fewer victory points to a minimum of zero. It costs zero and you can include it once in your deck. Uh, fits right in with the um, hired guns, which are quite disposable, <laughs> so you can uh, lower their actual contribution to your opponent's victory points uh, total. And the last card uh, is Smuggled Supplies. You can only use it with a smuggler. smuggler at the, use at the start of your activation to recover 2 damage, apply plus 1 surge to your attack results until the end of the round, or apply 
plus one evade to your defense results until the end of the round. Uh, it costs one and you can include it once in your deck. So, the... Uh, oh. So you can choose one of the three effects. Either recover two, uh, plus one search to your attacks, or to your attack, actually, or plus one search, uh, plus one evades until uh, the end of the round. So it looks okay, but not great. Maybe it's good for Boba Fett, where you can get additional searches for him for his awesome abilities to trigger, or maybe even yeah, because he's also a smuggler, right? I think he is. But other than that, I wouldn't use it on the hurried guns. They seem to be. Uh, uh, yeah, they seem to be. Not worth to use this on. I don't know. So that's the hired guns. There's of course uh, two new skirmish missions. Yeah, of course. In, and like, they, in every pack, but in short, they just look yeah. like a lot of uh, interesting random things are happening that will boost your uh, your figures, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the the next pack is uh, what's it called? Stormtroopers, which should be quite fast because they are well already included in the base game. The deployment cards are... You, you have them in the base game. If you don't have it by now, you should get the base game. So, no no surprise in there. Uh, the agenda deck is quite interesting, I'd say. Not as good as the Harriet Guns, but uh, let's look at it. Uh, the first card of the advent, uh, agenda deck, which is called Vader's Fist, is called Set for Stun. Um, uh, Herrick, you want to read it? Uh, keep this card a secret. During any mission, you may play this card while an Imperial figure is performing an attack, a ranged attack. If the target would suffer one or more damage, reduce the damage suffered to zero. Then, the target becomes stunned. Then, either discard this card or shuffle it back into your agenda deck. Um, okay. Um... Yeah, it's, I can, think it's a, Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Raphael is back again because he had some trouble with his microphone. I think. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, Raphael. Or maybe, maybe the Imperial tried to scramble, scramble his <laughs> yeah. phone. Wasn't me. Possible. <laughs> yeah. How many Bolton had to die? Yeah, for his microphone to die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this card, it's it's a it's a free stun, and it's okay during the campaign. Stunning Rebels is okay, but... Um... I think what we what we talked about uh, when this came up in the preview article a few weeks ago, which I think is, is very important with that card, and that is the wording while. So you can actually, you don't have to declare yes, when, yeah. you're a, yeah. when, when you're declaring the attack, but you can see how it goes, and if the attack does damage, maybe it doesn't even do very much damage, you can decide to say, okay, this is my time to set for stun. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a it's a stun on demand. Let's call it this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get a, get to do actual damage with it, but uh, a stun is might might be more beneficial in many situations actually. So uh, that's the first card of Vader's Fist. The second one is To the Last Man. Keep this card a secret during any mission. Play this card on a stormtrooper figure whose group has only one figure remaining. This figure's group cannot be reinforced. While attacking, add one red die to this figure's attack pool. While defending, add one white die to this figure's defense pool. Discard this card at the end of the mission. 
or when a figure when this figure is defeated of course um so i don't know would you ever use this on anything else than an elite stormtrooper um maybe there will be additional stormtrooper types in the future because right now even for an elite there, stormtrooper there are trooper, million million of different troopers in the expanded yeah. universe and even if they scrapped some of it we will uh, i don't know if dark troopers are still a thing shadow troopers we will see scout troopers and so on so i think as we talked about last it is it is something that could need and clarification in faq whether it's goes to the term trooper or to the storm trooper like yeah, uh, because can this, it be used on uh, heavy storm troopers for instance yeah that's uh qu quite interesting i, I would... think the wording is just storm trooper so if it's a heavy yeah, I would use or a scout uh i think it it is not um uh, it doesn't cancel it, so I think only I would use it on heavy really storm troopers, something different. But I wouldn't use it on an E-Web because an E-Web is just a trooper, not a storm trooper. So maybe they will include some additional storm trooper types. But seeing as that real estate on the on the cards is limited, uh, for actual to put on put on a, a large title on the card, even heavy storm trooper looks a bit cramped. And I can see them using this for like. Uh, like scout stormtrooper or whatever and use it it that way so this might be a, a china card that's that is not that good especially in the future when we get more more figure types that are more that are better at doing what the stormtroopers are doing i'm not sure so uh, for now it's if it comes up during drawing when you when you draw your agenda cards i just wouldn't buy it it seems too weak for that Okay, and the third card in the Vader's Fist deck is Bunker Buster. It's a uh, side mission again, uh, which when you win it, you get the attachment card 501st Training. It's an attachment, you can attach it only to troopers. Figures in this group gain uh, a special action, perform an attack, then gain two movement points. And another special action costing two actions, recover three damage and become focused. So this also... It screams at using this on Elite Stormtroopers, otherwise you are wasting turns for little effect, I'd say. I'm not sure. So I'm I'm a little bit underwhelmed from the by the the Vader's Fist um agenda deck, so I'm not sure. Maybe this pack is better to buy for the skirmish upgrade card which we'll talk about soon. I could I could see myself as an Imperial player if I'm in a situation where my my stormtroopers or whatever trooper it is doesn't start near the the rebels and is not getting close to them just now to just spend a round to to focus up yeah uh, like a, even then i'm not sure it's it's an attachment so you you get more use out of it because it's not an agenda card but you have to win it first i haven't looked at the mission to win it uh, until now so I'm not sure how easy it is but uh, still it's I wouldn't include Vader's Fist right now it seems not not even remotely as good as the what's it called Shady Deal not Shady Dealings the, the one from the Hired Guns the other one from the Hired Guns basically so yeah so and the the last oh that um, 
The other card included is a skirmish upgrade card, which I mentioned before. It's called Veda's Finest. It's an attachment for um, two deployment cost, troopers only. Figures in this group gain perform an attack, then gain two movement points as a special action. And uh, the other one is uh, two actions, a special action. Discard uh, one harmful condition and become focused. So it's very similar to the 501st training, just that it works in skirmish. And I think it's there where it's much better, actually. So I'm not sure. The discarding the condition and becoming focused looks good. And performing an attack and gaining two movement points also looks very fine. So I'd rather play this in skirmish than in, uh, in the campaign, if you ask me. Um, okay, then we have then we have another uh, few command cards. The one, the first one is called reinforcements. I think we also had this with the rebel troopers. Use use at the yeah. start of your round. Choose one of your defeated troopers uh, that has a reinforcement cost of three or less. Place that figure adjacent to any other figure in its group. In its group, costing two can include twice. And there are two cards in the pack. Then we have stealth tactics. Um, you can use it on any small figure. Use while defending to add one white die to your defense pool. And it costs one and you can include it once. So I have a question for this. Uh, can I use this on R2-D2? It, it's a small figure, yeah. Uh, there is no reason why not, right? Because then he has a chance of... Uh, how, how? It's very, very hard not to roll a, a, um, a dodge then, right? Because it's... Yeah, you have four of I think four of it, twelve it, sides. It depends in which circumstance you need this. Uh, R2D2 already has a good chance of evading. Yeah. Maybe another figure needs that boost more. Yeah, but still, it's it's it also can be nice on. Maybe... It's a it's an interesting card to have. I think, yeah, it can also form. be nice on the other or something. Yeah. Where you can use it to just having the chance yeah. of an of a, a dodge is yeah, but then maybe play deflection or something like yeah. this before this. Yeah, I don't know. It it looks like a good card. This isn't. This is the first time we see this card, right? I, I think I, so. Yeah, it's not included in any other pack. Yeah, right? but okay. Yeah, they will probably pop up somewhere else. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the last command card is set for stun. Uh, you can use it on any figure, even if it's not small. <laughs> It's a special action. Perform an attack. If the target would suffer one or more damage, reduce the damage suffered to zero. Then the target becomes stunned. It's the same as the set for stun agenda card, but you can. It's for the skirmish cards, and it costs zero, and you can include it once in your deck. Um, I'd say it's good. Uh, I I don't see why you wouldn't include this. It's for zero, and it's a filler card, of course. And it works with any attack, not even, uh, you don't ha even have to make, um, let's say, a ranged attack for it. You can use it with any type of attack, so you can use it on any figure with any attack. So it's very versatile, you can play it whenever you need a stun. So I'd say it's good, use it. There's no reason not to. That is, when you, if, you, uh, uh, if you ever get the pack, because right now I think the Stormtrooper's pack is maybe the weakest pack so far. Um yeah. So on to the to the last pack of wave three, which is the Wookiee Warriors. And yeah. 
it's a bit smaller. It's not smaller, but there are less uh, awesome cards in there. So I'll start off by reading the Wookiee Warrior deployment card. It's called, uh, it's of course a rebel card, Wookiee Warriors. The regular ones cost uh, 8 to deploy and 4 to reinforce. But I don't actually know how you would reinforce it. Mm, not sure why it's actually having a reinforcement cost. I think it's just a universal way they do with these groups in case there are stuff of, uh, later yeah, on, like yeah, like reinforcements on, yes. and similar. Yeah. Okay, so the first ability is search for plus one damage. Then you have search for bleed and search for cleave two. And the normal ability they have is fury while attacking. If you have suffered five or more damage, apply plus one search to the attack results. They have eight, uh, 11 health, 4 speed, a black defense die, and attack with a melee with a red and green die. So they also have the traits Brawler and Wookie. So they are nice. They are maybe a bit... 5 damage would put them at 3 health uh, before they can use the Fury ability. But of course there is an elite version which uh, is um, three points, costs 3 points more. And the, re the reinforcement cost is 2 points more, so 11 and 6 respectively. The search abilities are search plus 2 damage, search bleed, and search cleave 2, so very similar. Uh, the fury ability is the same, but they have 13 health, 4 speed, defense black, and melee attack, red and green again. So, um, they, like I, I, told, I said this in a previous episode, I would rather use the elite ones over the regular ones because the chance of getting fury is much greater but there are also uh where is it uh, there are some some cards i think with was it in the in the, the chewbacca pack where you have command cards which partially or which temporarily increase hit points for all wookies was this in the chewbacca pack yes it was um, so this can also help you get this Fury stuff to work and, and still have enough hit points to maybe uh, survive another attack. There is the one called Adrenaline. Use at the start of a round. During this round, apply plus 5 health to each of your Wookiees. Yeah. It was in That's Chewbacca. Nice. It costs 2 and you can only have one of them in your deck. Yeah. But still, if you're fielding a Wookiee squad, that might be actually very good. Okay, so the Wookiewars, we are done with them. Then there is a skirmish upgrade card called Fury of Kashyyyk. And Yeppi, you want to read it? It's an attachment, and it's for a Wookiee only. It costs you two point. After an attack targeting a figure in this group is resolved, if that figure suffered three or more damage, it becomes focused. Basically, I guess they're the clan of Garkan of the... Yeah. <laughs> um... Mm, the the thing is, would you rather slap this on Wookiee Warriors or or Chewbacca? It it's it's good on both of them, but uh, for for the Wookiee Warriors, you get basically two focuses out of it, right? Is this correct? If you slap it on Wookiee Warriors, uh, well, you it provided provided each of them has suffered three or more damage. Maybe even more, but the, the thing is, I know Chewbacca is. He can do more stuff than the, the Wookiee Warrior. That's also true. But yeah. Chewbacca actually only has one more health than an elite Wookiee Warrior. And when you get an elite Wookiee Warrior, you actually get two elite Wookiee Warriors. 
Yeah, that's that's true. So I I'd say I'd say more rather slap it on Rookie Warriors than on Chewbacca because Garkin already has it, and so I it's the, a it's a good card. Uh, yeah. The the only thing is that if you're playing a Wookiee list and you have both Chewbacca and a bunch of other Wookies, I guess mm -hmm. Chewbacca might become an early target because of his protector ability. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, not sh not sure how to. Maybe not not actually include Chewbacca, but uh, include uh, Garkan and then maybe take R2D2 and C3PO or something to maybe dispense early game focuses. That might also be good. I don't know. I haven't I haven't built a Wookiee squad right now, but I I think Herwig wanted to do a Wookiee squad when he first started out. Yeah. This is correct. So have you already toyed around with this or? Yeah. Um. um... Problem is, I'm uh, I'm thinking if I should use two, two uh two squads of Wookiee warriors or wait a little bit. What what else fury uh comes around? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I because will try I can to... I, I can buy one pack for the campaign and for skirmish. Mm -hmm. But the moment I buy a second pack, it's for skirmish only. So yeah, I will I will also I will first try it online with Vassal. And see if I'll get a second one, maybe. Not sure yeah. right now. But yeah, it depends if I play more skirmish, I should already get a second saboteur pack and Yeah. Okay, so uh these are the, the big cards in the um, uh in the pack and of course you get another card, a, a green side mission called Brute Force, and you get as reward the regular Wookiee Warriors for the campaign. And then you have uh, four command cards, two of which are Parting Blow, which are also included in the Royal Guard Champion, like I said before. It's uh, basically, you can do an attack when some of uh, some of the enemy figures move away from your brawlers. Then we have Wild Fury. And, Havik, you want to read Wild Fury? Uh, yeah. Uh, use during... Uh, it's only for creature or Wookiee. Use during your activation. You become focused and they perform multiple attacks during this activation. At the end of your activation, you become stun and bleeding. Yeah, it sounds... And it costs two and you can include it once. It, so it sounds nice because it's it's giving you maybe the the edge you need in one round to, to actually defeat some of the enemy's units. But um, you need to be in position for it first. So I, I think this also hints at that you might actually want to bring along Gideon with the Wookiees to move them before it's their it's their turn and then uh, get them into the fray and use Wild Fury and dish out all of the attacks and whatever. Here, so Here's a thought. It doesn't actually say that you have to use the card at the start of your action activation. So if you're already focused, for instance, because of the Fury That's of Kashyyyk, yeah. you, you're focused, you do one attack, you get rid of the focus, and then you play Wild Fury. You get a focus and can use your second Ooh, action for an attack. That, that's very that hurts. <laughs> that's an angry evil. Wookie. That's an angry yeah, and it's let the Wookie win. Yeah, oh, yes. yeah. So that this would is... be a nice name for the skirmish list, actually. Yeah, let the Wookie let win. The Wookie, let the Wookie win. <laughs> let the Wookies win. Yeah. So uh, I, this this card, this command card, it seems very very cool and very thematic. And it also works for creatures, which could be good for to boost Nexus in Imperial lists. And you can order them around with, uh, what's it called, with um, uh, officers. 
and then um, maybe even use their pounce and then play this so you get a pounce and then a focused attack in which could be very nice uh, maybe well, with some uh, of the one. new maybe some of the new creatures that are coming later this yeah. year the, the wampa is also a creature so yeah but the wampa the, i i don't i don't think it will be viable anywhere because it's too no, in the mercenary list <laughs> wait <laughs> oh wait i was talking about the the, the other the, the band banther yeah right the wampa might be good too yeah we will see so um then the last command card which is new we already talked about it because it was spoiled uh it is improvised weapon you can use it with any figure it's a special action perform a ranged attack using one green and one yellow die you cannot use abilities during this attack it costs zero you can include it once and it's uh maybe a ways for wookies to deal damage if they can't get to a target but otherwise i think it's quite weak i was at first a bit dismissive but l if you actually follow your fantasy of having a whole wookie based army <laughs> then you're going to miss a bit of ranged attacks and you're going to be quite vulnerable to 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 stun i think normally it's not very strong because you can only do two dice and you don't have any modifications to them but it might be nice to have up your sleeve if yeah for a tricky spot yeah, so it's a nice card to, to include if you're only fielding Wookiees. But since you can only include it once, it might be a bit unreliable unreli to draw. So, but better to, better to include it than not to include it right now. So, I think this is uh, wave free, And we are I, not on time. I, I just have <laughs> I a just, brief just follow-up. And, yeah. follow and that is that for yeah. a couple of these skirmish maps... Uh, you start very close to your opponent, and I think that's interesting. Yeah, that that might be interesting to actually maybe boost the uh, the viability of these Wookies and other maybe other um, melee units that might be included in Hoth or so, like the Wampa or so. Yeah, we will see. Uh, this this all of course depends on if they are ever being included in um, the, what's it called the the tournament tournament stuff, the tournament's uh, rotation. Because if don't if they don't include it there, then it doesn't actually matter if they exist. Most of the games will be played in the tournament tournament rotation. Um, so this is way free, and this is the card discussion for this episode. The we will hop around now to our play experiences. Uh, I played with um, what's it called with Yeppe. I think we played infected in our online campaign it should already be up on youtube and spoiler alert the imperials won <laughs> again and so i got to use the royal guard champion in the future which i probably won't until the end of the campaign i i mean even though i got stunned by the royal guard champion i i actually think i felt at least that i was i was getting damn close if not for a a certain die roll yeah you'd there was a there was a certain die roll where you tried to open the door and you rolled four dice and didn't roll a single surge. But uh, let's not talk about this right now. <laughs> I had I had the the complete opposite uh, kind of luck when I was playing my final uh, mission in our Twin Shadows campaign. Even though we weren't playing uh, one hundred percent by the rules, because one of my one of my guys was using the free XP card from Biff Bodrick. Which is an a an, uh, trophy armor, I think. It gives plus four health, and you can reroll it. 
defense die or so, and he was also having a laminate armor for plus three health and the ability to convert a surge to a block. So he was having 20 hit points and could reroll his defense die, which, yeah, uh, you can't kill him. So that's what I got away from it. So, but it's not really 100% rules um, correct because uh, you have to, you can only bring one armor item per mission, per player, of course. So he was doing two armors, one at top of each other. So it's not really clear if I could have won the mission. I have was having terrible dice luck. So I would have lost the mission anyway, so it doesn't actually matter. But it was a nice mission, and so I lost the campaign, but it doesn't matter. We will start uh, a new campaign probably in the next few weeks, so uh, I will win this again, so no worries. Uh, so yeah, but you, was, you were playing Drawn In and also uploading pictures on Facebook, I saw. Yes, I took a couple of pictures that I tossed on our Facebook page. Um, that was with my campaign where I'm a rebel player. Um, chances would have it that this is actually the first time we've stumbled into a a mission that I had played before when I played the campaign through as, as the Empire. So I was a little bit more leaned back in uh, in in this encounter than uh, than in the previous ones, um, and I was actually uh, a bit intimidated because I remember um, when I played as the Empire that that the rebels were they were having a very tough time. Um, we went in and we had the we had a when we started we had a bit of doubt whether to bring Luke Skywalker we just um uh got him on our team in our last side mission and there's the whole dilemma of whether you want to give your your uh, imperial opposition 10 threat to begin with but we we brought him and it worked out excellently um the thing is um we have we have um Gideon and he's got his master stroke so he can basically give two commands, and um, the Empire fairly early on tried to get Luke out of the picture so that he was rid of him, because we used him to great effect um, for for the rerolls. Um, I think, for instance, our Diala did a way of the Sarlacc early on with three targets, and getting a reroll to every one of those from Luke's ability in the proximity of him is really powerful. So, so our Imperial player wanted to get rid of Luke uh, because. The, of course, the logic is when he's gone, he's gone. Whereas the rest of us can, can, uh, can, can rest up and yeah. still still fight after being yeah. But but with having Gideon, who can give Luke a couple of attacks on Gideon's turn, we healed Luke up time after time after time. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So so we actually ended up um, clearing the board. Um, the Royal Guard champion arrived at some point, and uh, he basically managed to flip Gideon to the wounded side, just just with the skin of, on his teeth uh, or on his katan armor. He he managed to to push him the Gideon the last step over, and um, yeah, that uh, otherwise we just were able to clear out the Imperials, including the Royal Guard champion, which otherwise a bit of a, a mouthful. Um, pretty easy, taking all the crates. Uh, we were actually in the absurd situation where I.S. Fen Sickness at one point took out a Royal Guard champion and uh, did so to use the blast to also 
kill another Royal Guard champion that was wounded next to it, hurt one of the terminals, and in fact also hurt Luke. So the only damage Luke walked away with at the end of the mission was basically the one he's taken from from the blast. Not bad, not bad. Uh, are you playing this campaign already with stuff added from uh, Twin Shadows, or is it core box um, stuff? I I don't have uh, I don't have Twin Shadows. I have ah, I okay. have the miniatures from Wave One and Two. Um, wave Two I've only bought after uh, we started the mission, so none of the stuff is is in there in the agenda decks. Uh, and our Imperial player is playing subversive tactics. Uh, but of course, there are some units types in there he could use if he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, but I was surprised to see how much we were basically on top of it. Um, in this last round, there were basically none Imperial troops left. Um, only the ones he <laughs> were able to put in with his threat at the end of the round um, before we went into the next one. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it was a little bit of a uh frustrating experience for your uh, impu- uh for your imperial player yeah well, i mean we've got six wins and he's got three wins where we are right now oh uh we've got six and he's got three yeah um well. so it's been frustrating for him i think at times but we're actually we're planning on on uh, making a fell swoop next week and do all the three remaining missions and uh, then we'll be done with our campaign and then we'll actually buys Twin Shadows and carry on with that. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm a little bit in uh, uh, moving in the next couple of weeks, so I probably will start the Twin Shadow campaign after I've finished moving. But I've got a new light for my painting table, so I will start painting maybe all the figures up before we move. I I should get some paint at some point and get started, but I, I find it hard to find the time and the patience um i think it's just um for me um it's you know you just need uh time to begin and it's not so much of the time because i like to listen to podcasts or uh even have some tv show running in the background something which doesn't need all of my focus you know then it's doable but you can achieve really great uh painted miniatures with just you know um, a couple of minutes time invested into it. Yeah. Well, there is the the the, the good uh, tutorials online how to do it fairly fairly quickly. Yeah. Because if you're painting for board game standard, it does need to be like totally perfect. No, that that's true. But um, yeah, I was overall just um, surprised how how that mission could turn out. Obviously, having played it before, I didn't tell my fellow rebels uh, what I knew. And the things that I knew were actually only a fraction of of the events happening in that mission because it was uh, seven months since I played it the last time. So. <laughs> and that's also what I found that uh, even though when when I was playing Imperials and I get to I get to read the missions before uh, we actually play and then when we play it, it, it's still hard to remember what all the what what stuff happened during the mission in the last time we played it. So even playing uh, missions uh, multiple times as Imperial, when you get to prepare actually the mission, you still don't remember it because you play so many missions and for the rebels they are basically a clean sheet every time. So in fact, our <laughs> that nefarious dude, our Imperial player, basically 
almost told us a bold-faced lie about some of the stuff happening in the mission. Well, oh. He didn't lie, but he like he admitted later on when he was about to reveal it that he said, okay, this is part of the social game and I'm really struggling against you guys, but I have to admit that I, I misled you. Because there is these uh, end-of-round effects where he can basically choose yeah. between three different. And I only recalled the first one, which was also one we realized already at the end of the first round where he can uh, close the doors. Um, later on, he then introduced us to one where he can um, he can use a threat to activate a stormtrooper group. And a few rounds later, in, we were suddenly in doubt about how he'd read the wording of it, and we asked him to read it again, and he stressed that he could only use it on stormtroopers and not other units that bullet point, uh, because he only read them as he used one of those uh, different effects. And we were all very relieved because he had just pushed his uh, Royal Guard champion finally towards us and we knew that he was going to be able to do brutality next round it was just a question of 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 us being able to attack him uh enough that that was all he got to do mm-hmm. and uh then later on he then of course revealed that in fact he had a separate bullet point where he could use threat to not only activate the royal guard but not to do and move on attack but actually to do an action so he could use brutality action, in the yeah. end of round effects so and he was yeah. like he was looking at us and saying okay guys i'm playing the social game here and i i well he didn't lie but he he misled us <laughs> knowing <laughs> and i think it's fair game because we are we were so you would say he used subversive tactics <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly but that being said the moment after he was just dead and and uh, throughout that mission uh, i mean diala was doing the most of the killing but but uh, Luke was just a beast in in cooperation with Gideon. It's not not only him being being uh, able to recover that much health when he's ordered around by Gideon, but also his reroll. The further you get in the campaign, the more valuable this reroll gets, because you're getting uh, more out of your attacks, and you're getting more attacks with all of the action advantage for the from the other heroes. So. Each attack you get, you get to reuse the reroll, right? Is it each attack every or once? Single, each every one? single each attack. Each attack, yeah. So this is this gets stronger and stronger the farther you get in the campaign. So from my from my experience, uh, Luke is the strongest um, the strongest uh, ally you can get overall because in the early game he is hard to defeat because he has this reroll. Uh, he has, not he has this, he has this recover and late in the campaign he's. Um, so valuable because he has this reroll, and uh, if you can can take care of him and let him not let him die in the first two rounds, he basically paid for himself. So. And and also in a sense, he took a lot of fire, and he's fairly survivable. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, we were with the, all with the block and whatever. We were yeah. lucky with a couple of dodges, but but he kept being piled up to like four or six damage, and then we shaved off uh, another mm-hmm. four because of course they also go in unison that because. Gideon has his cold shot where he can give a a free search to someone once in the round if he has line of sight to the target. So basically Luke had a a fallback search if he didn't roll the extra search he needed to heal himself. Yeah. So that's all. There are some synergies with Gideon and uh, allies that is that are very good. So. Yeah. And our next yeah. our next mission is uh, the last side mission and it's uh, luxury cruise. Which I've not played Luxury before, Chris. but I do know that the uh, I do know that the reward if we're lucky to to manage it is the one where you get a two point discount on the threat from bringing an ally. So 
it should be doable. <laughs> if it's the last side mission and you played, uh, you have you're not that far behind in missions one. We've won. Then yeah. It should be the. We've won twice as many as our empire. Okay, but... then it should be actually a bit easy. It's still a bit stressful, I think, because I think I don't want to hear the, anything about mission, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It should it should be okay to to manage to be able to win it. But it's, it will be still a bit stressful. I, yeah. I'm, I'm curious how you would react well, to, next, to what's going on in the mission briefing. Next, <laughs> next time we will be done with that and actually hopefully all yeah. the three remaining missions. Yeah. Okay, so that's for the play experiences from uh, the last two weeks. Uh, on to community stuff. And I think Jeppe noted down there are two tournaments upcoming in the Netherlands. Yes. Uh, the first one is on the 14th of November. And it is in, in Leiden, so that's somewhere in between Den Haag, uh, The Hague, rather, I should say, in English. Yeah. English, even now I start speaking Dutch. The Dane speaks Dutch on an English podcast with a German-speaking hook host. Yeah, <laughs> but it's getting confusing here <laughs> in Europe. It's, it's in Leiden, which is more or less actually right next to the airport, close to it at least, Schiphol. Um, and it's between Amsterdam and, and The Hague, and it, it will be at a store called the Tafelrider. And I will actually mm -hmm. be the uh, yours truly will be the tournament official. That's cool. So that's on the fourteenth. Uh, oh, nice! That's in two weeks. Yes. From now, about two weeks from now on, yes. Yes, so two and a half weeks. And um, then on the 29th of November, there's going to be a tournament in the afternoon in Amsterdam, hosted by uh, Hans Hoekstra. And I believe that that is being hosted at a um, there is a there is a board gaming uh, club that makes these uh, wonderful events in Amsterdam called Amster Dice, and Amster Dice. <laughs> and uh, I I believe they're 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 the location for that tournament on the 29th of November, and Hans Hoekstra, the one organizing it, is really really um, uh, apt at uh, getting very nice prices. Um, uh, sponsored by different things like um, felt hair, and uh, I think this time there is from the British company that does the landscape for uh, for Imperial Assault uh, as yeah. well, and so on. Um, so if anyone in the Netherlands are listening, you should keep an eye out for these, or anyone who is nearby or is in Amsterdam uh, or nearby on visit. We actually, for the X-Wing, we have people uh, now and then that are visiting Amsterdam for tourism or business who are then, like, contacting to, to pop in for some of the local tournaments. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> uh, did you have, are these the first, these are the first um, skirmish tournaments in the Netherlands, No, right? we've got, I think we've had around four or so. Okay, so how much, how, how big was the crowd last time? Uh, we were ten, I believe, the last time. Or oh, actually, I think oh, someone healthy, was... Yeah. Someone okay. stepped. I think the the organizer was meant to play as a backup, but he decided he had enough to do that we actually only played with nine, I believe. Okay, and that's all. That's still okay. And they're called combat zone scenery, uh, the 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 United yeah. Kingdom thing. Beautiful yeah. stuff. Yeah. Sadly, the shipping is a little bit expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, it's packaged or, or quite thoroughly. You I guess. can ship yourself to Amsterdam and win it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> shipping is even more expensive, but you get a holiday still, out still, of it. So. Yeah, and <laughs> still cheaper shipping <laughs> myself there and then. And there might also be other perks by being in Amsterdam anyway. <laughs> okay, so th that's the uh, two tournaments in Amsterdam uh, in two and four weeks respectively. 
And in this, is it in the same? It's not in the same story. You, no, you no. mentioned where the second one is. Uh, no, the second one is. Um, it's there are these uh, monthly and bi-monthly um, events, board game events made by this Amsterdam club. So it's in uh, these rooms that they rent for having tons of board gamers get together on. A, I think it's on a Sunday. Uh, so it's just east of the center of Amsterdam, and it's not in a in a store, but in a like rooms they rent for the purpose. The first one is in Leiden in a wonderful store called the Tafelrider, where uh, yeah. I enjoy to go fairly often. But uh, I'll send you the links for the doobly doos. Yeah, for the, we will include yeah. uh, both events in the show notes, of course. So the next one is: uh, um, Do we mention our our tournament idea? Did you write this down, Yeppe, or was it, I, was it me? I can't remember, I, actually. I did, yes, I did indeed. Um, that's because we were talking a little bit the last time about uh, about Vassal, and uh, that you don't see a lot yeah. of people online. Um, yeah. I've so far only had one match with a random person online, and it was actually mm -hmm. more helping them figuring out yeah, the rules. Yeah, there needs to be more organization about and, this. And we're talking about trying to stimulate that. I put up the idea in uh, in a thread on the Fantasy Flight forum where people were discussing the vessel, and there was immediately a lot of people who were interested. But there was also someone chiming in from Australia or New Zealand who were talking about organizing one, and I sort of stepped back and said I'd, I'd love to support their idea if they were going forward with it, but I can't find it right now. But, okay. but what I'm thinking is that it would be nice if anyone are interested in this to to chime in your ideas or your support um, in the Facebook page or wherever you you get to the podcast um, to hear if it's uh, something people are interested in. I don't know. Maybe maybe we are better. Um, maybe we we work out some some tournament, some small tournament, and do this over the winter. Yeah. And get people involved that way, yeah. and maybe have some prizes for it. So, and we will probably come up with something and then do an, uh, a regular announcement on all of the boards or so. Because right now, uh, I can't see another way to to actually organize this than to have an organized tournament and to have fixed playtimes. Yeah. Because otherwise, all of the people are are on at different times, even though they if they are in roughly the same time zone so we i think we need to to get this organized around certain dates at least so. well my thought were my thoughts were looking to some of the very successful um x-wing uh, vassal yeah. tournaments is to to baby basically do it as a kind of uh, swiss round tournament but then yeah. uh, pair the players and then give them a week where they within that week the two of them have to coordinate and find a time zone yeah. Where they can play, and then they send in the result, and then the next week people appear with a new player. That sounds like, like a good like idea. a week and a half yeah. or so, maybe two weeks between them. So it, it's it's going to be on a bit of a slow burner, but but um, it it, is, it gives the flexibility. I just fear that uh, competition will taper out if you uh, have to wait too long uh, until you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because even even a week, if you if you haven't if you haven't set aside a date. Even a week, uh, a full week is is quite a short time to schedule a game with a complete stranger. So that I don't. Um, last time I tried this was with with some with some um, what's it called video games back in the day, and maybe the the audience was a bit more unreliable back then. <laughs> but 
I, I'm not sure. We can try this and see how, how well it works. I think what's, what's uh, worth, and that would be nice to hear some inputs from, from other people as well, is how to handle uh, the situations where people are not able to get together and play their match within that mm. week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, yeah. We will see. Maybe we'll figure something but out. Unfortunately, until... we, we lost our, our both, and uh, you, you guys might have noticed that Raphael is missing. But uh, yeah. I mentioned, while he still had a voice and he was able to communicate with us before he was scrambled, he did mention yeah. that they'd done a small six-person uh, thing in, in Germany. Uh, yeah, but just a, yeah. but they also did it over Vassal, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I'm actually bummed out that he didn't contact me so I could spectate or something like this. But whatever. So uh, we will try to, to set something up maybe until until the end of the year or something like this, or in the next few weeks, even before that. Uh, and of course... We'll let you guys know and post it all over Board Game Geeks and Fantasy Flight and Reddit and whatever. So you will notice when we start something up. So, and since it's getting late, I actually wanted to talk about <laughs> the new trailer we had for the movie. But I think everyone saw it by now. And uh, also, the tickets are for sale and uh, Yeppe. What? There's a new trailer? <laughs> yeah, for, for which movie? There's a movie? Well, there was a trailer for the trailer. They're doing Star Wars sale? <laughs> There's a new Come Star on, Wars movie. So I actually was at the, at the triple feature for Back to the Future last... Or this... No, was it last week? It was last week, I think. Yes. No, this week. I, I can't remember. No, it was last week, yes. And they were playing the Star Wars trailer uh, right before the third movie. And I was, I was, I was doing bullshitting my, my seat neighbors by saying, What? New Star Wars movie? When's coming, when is it coming out? <laughs> oh, December? That's soon. Already? Yeah. So, Who's uh, they thought it was Who funny. I don't know it was, if it really was funny, but... Yeah. It was nice to see the, to see the trailer on the big screen. It's even better there than on my same semi big uh TV but yeah there was a lot of wonderful stuff in there but mostly the thing that stood out was the one thing that was missing and from yeah, the poster yeah. as well yeah yeah we all are missing Luke but I I think a I think he will be in the movie around. he was obviously on a on a on a star destroyer with us last week instead uh, Fighting off the drawn in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we won't talk more about the trailer. You know where to get it on YouTube, Facebook, whatever, and it has a like a fifty million views already. So you should find it by now. I hope you guys all got your tickets though. <laughs> yeah, I hope you get it because because in Vienna and I think in the Netherlands it's also already sold out. So. Um, yeah, we got mine in time. But I think also in, in my hometown, it's everything sold out. Is there a midnight showing in Graz? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, is it in English or in German? Yeah, English. We have one English cinema oh, okay. in town. That's nice. With a very lazy and reluctant um, owner. Okay. And so at least you got yours. Yeah, at least we can see it in English. We have to see it positive. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's... It's I think it's a three D showing. I don't know. Sometimes he shows it in two D, sometimes in three D. It's like an it's like a Kinder egg. You never know what you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a he's a typical old grumpy grumpy Austrian service employee. A friend of mine emailed him and asked like, "Are you showing uh, Star Wars in two D?" 
Oh. <laughs> we lost one I, more. I, th I, th I think that was too much <laughs> for her. <laughs> scrambling is one at a time. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? Yeah. Am I back again? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're back again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was too much for her. I just connection. saw it. I just saw like Skype uh, phasing out and phasing in. But let's let's yeah. keep it this way: that uh, the listeners will never know what's going on with your grumpy old uh, cinema. <laughs> <or> yeah, <that. laughs> yeah, he, he's entertaining. Yeah. Right? But the, okay, I heard in several and, countries, yeah. including here in the Netherlands, uh, the web pages for where you book uh, tickets uh, yep, crashed. Crash. It happened here as well, and luckily, we basically we had to go to the cinema to pick up uh, tickets, um, and we got from the premiere nights, and. Uh, they, they were very embarrassed in the US that the big ticket sites that make a lot of advertising for buy your tickets online yeah. all crash. <laughs> that's that's nice, yeah. But, but the the, the, the sites for the for the Vienna cinemas they were actually working fine, so they didn't actually really have any impact from what I could see. I I just bought them. Are you regularly are you saying your people delay. don't love Star Wars? <laughs> I look. I don't know. I was I was booking my tickets like shortly after two p.m. Uh, two p.m. on that day, and I don't know when they opened the ticket sale. But when I was booking them, I I basically booked the last uh, six tickets right beside each other uh, that were available in the whole in the whole um, uh, screening, and the only other row I could book the six beside each other was in the first row. Uh -huh. So there were. Like maybe all in all like twenty twenty tickets remaining, and in the other in the other cinema there were like ten or so remaining. I haven't looked since because I got mine. So, <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe we just have better IT than in the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but but my girlfriend she actually had to go to the uh, the, the office in this uh, in the same building, so she was there and picked yeah. up. And she got so inspired by the whole thing of picking up tickets. So she doesn't know Star Wars that well. So right now, these days, she's got it running on our television in the living room, and she's actually there right now. <laughs> and that's the best part: busy designing she's... and sewing a Jedi outfit for her to wear for the premiere. Oh, night. that's nice. Is she? She's watching the the old trilogy first, right? Um, let's just say that the 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 Phantom Menace was not amongst the movies that she could find in our collection. Oh, it's it mysteriously disappeared. <laughs> no, <it's> a, <laughs> At least that's something. No, that's yeah. actually not true. I think I have it on a DVD, but I think I I I'm mistakenly left it in a in a box somewhere in Denmark when I put things in storage. <laughs> oh, I didn't need yeah. to bring to the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one's gonna see that movie yeah. again. No, actually, she was, she was, she was watching. She was starting with the Clone Wars. Usually, the pure thing, the poor thing, doesn't know which order. You should, you should have sort of see them in the so-called machete order. Yeah, I was, I was hearing of this like today. I have. Why, why would you well, view it out of it's, order? If, if you are coming to the movies now and you haven't seen them and somehow lived in a cultural bubble where you never heard yeah. of. Of Darth Vader, and especially in the Netherlands, not knowing that Vader is the father, spelled in the same way as father here in Dutch, of course. Yeah. Um, the idea is if you watch them either with the three original movies first and then the newer ones, or watching them chronologically in the, the line of the story, then there's a lot of stuff you're going to be cheated uh, from sort of you'll be missing. Oh, so you watch until you, the, the big stuff is well, revealed in the old trilogy? No, actually, the, you... yeah, the idea is that you're going to watch episode 4 and episode 5 and then you're going to watch episode 2 and 3 and then you'll finish up with episode 6 so that 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 um 
the thing with the prequels is that they're they're sort of force fed into a direction that has to lead to the new movies without much storytelling of their own and the idea yeah. is that that you some of the things will not be clear until you know get to a certain stage if you're not aware of them in, in advance yeah okay maybe i need to do this next time i watch I'm, it I'm cons- I, yeah. obviously i will not be surprised but i'm not- planning on watching them in that order because i haven't done that myself yet but do that leading up to the to the movies the movie coming out I actually uh, took off work the next day, so I can maybe rewatch the the movie, um, the movie in the in a different cinema on the next on the very next day, depending on how good on how good it is. But maybe I'll watch it on the evening before. I don't know. Our imperial player actually took the day off to to go on the day itself in the middle of the afternoon to see it at the IMAX in Amsterdam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will go and see it at the IMAX if I find that it's worthwhile for me to see the movie a second time. Yeah, probably isn't. We will see. Maybe it is really that. Good. But I gotta say, right now with have her having the Clone Wars on uh, as she was uh, designing and sewing the other day, um, I've just finished uh, reading uh, the Republic Commando Order sixty six novel, and it was very gripping. And it's surprisingly to me because I haven't read Star Wars books until just a few months ago, and it happens at the same time as the Clone Wars and the the Revenge of the Sith. So it was interesting to see the see the movie afterwards, the pictures and so on. Yeah, it's it's a nice it's a nice time. That that's why I liked reading all of the extended universe novels. Um I've only read two when I, when I was yeah. reading and then Have you read Order Six have you read Order Sixty Six? No no I, I read uh, when I was when I was in high school I read most of the post uh, Return of the Jedi novels. Yeah. And I haven't read any Anything before episode four, I, I I would say until now because even now, Heir to the Jedi and Lords of the Sith, they also are after episode four. So I haven't read a single book before it. The only thing I read before it was probably the comics about the Dark Horse comics about um, the Royal Guard champion Jacks. I, I read Con- them. Connor Jacks. Connor Jacks. Yeah, I read them, but they aren't really that significant so uh, most of the most of the stuff i read was posts return of the jedi and extended universe stuff i've only read uh, tarkin and order 66 those are the only two i've read and that's just within the last months and they're both fairly recent books but both quite good yeah 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 the new books are okay uh unless unless it's aftermath which is a bit of a bummer but whatever so yeah i think the problem with the aftermath Books is that they are stretched out into three books. No, I, I think no, that, I don't, I don't buy this because it's, it's still, a, it's still a bad book, even if it's the first of a trilogy. It's no, no, it would be a, a interesting first part of a book, but not a thing, good single. No, book. even, even first part of the book, it's, it's, it's too, it's written too chaotic and not enough. Ah, okay. There's, there's the. There is there is nothing to focus on. It's just like a it's like a l- very large display of different things, uh, all yeah, happening yeah. after Return of the Jedi. But it's it's not you don't get invested in anything. It's I don't know. I don't like it. I, I'm very I'm a bit disappointed by Aftermath, and I I grew to to like Heir to the Jedi, Heir uh, of to the Jedi, and Lords of the Sith much more after I read Aftermath, because they are much better. In my opinion, 
Yeah, I think also a problem with Aftermath is that it's, it's supposed to set up other books. It's just supposed to set up stuff from the comics and so on. It's just too much of yeah, but you can yeah, but if you if stuff. you use one product to only set up uh, the yeah. bridge, the bridge content between episode six and seven, the, this product will will basically fall apart, and it it will it will drive away yeah, yeah, that's, people that's reading it and true. thinking it's it's not good. I don't know why they just couldn't couldn't figure out how to to write a a much shorter, much more concise story. Maybe even focus on on like one of the groups portrayed in Aftermath. It would have been enough. You don't need more. You can you can do different novels or an extended, uh, extended trilogy by telling the other sides of the stories in the next books. You wouldn't even. I don't know. It's it seems really weird. But okay. I'm totally enough about aftermath. <laughs> I'm I'm totally confused with timelines right now because, um, I'm still playing Star Wars Uprising, uh, on my phone and uh, and that happens after um episode six. Uh, but it, it has a fair amount of load time when you're loading into the little mission you play. So doing that, I've been reading my Rebel Commando Auto 66, like just a few, like a page, and then I'm back at the game, and it becomes a bit of a cliffhanger book that way, and a cliffhanger game. And and, and that is set during uh, the Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith. And then, of course, I'm playing Imperial Assault, which is after the Battle of Yavin. So yeah. it's, it's just <laughs> messing all this, up. All these all time periods, yeah. Then you're starting to watch uh, Clone Wars again, and now you're totally yes. yeah. completely. <laughs> okay, so just so we are not getting confused, uh, I think that's all of the lore stuff uh, for this week. Uh, I think only one more thing to mention when we talked a little bit about the trailer. It's only J.J. Uh, Abrams conf- uh, confirmed today that this is was actually the last trailer. Some people thought there will be it's actually the only another trailer. trailer. Yeah, a teaser, right? yeah. There were trailers and there's the nothing trailer. more uh, before no, no, the release the of, the, of the movie. Actually, I, I read up the difference so once, but it's actually a very different... Yeah. Part. It's potato Hard potato. Hard to, to structure the, the actual uh, visual yeah. and audio cues and whatever. And so. yeah, Luke is still in the mystery box until the movie is released, so... Everybody who goes to see the movie later should switch off Twitter and his internet for a couple of days. I will tweet what's happening with Luke as soon as I get out of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, as soon as I get there. out of the movie. <laughs> no, it's... Like Periscope it live out of the yeah. movie. <laughs> the, I will tweet it when it happens in the movie. The, the speculations <laughs> are legion. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, but they're I don't. Like old I don't interview where he talks about evil Luke and so. Yeah, yeah. On. No, no. I don't think it will happen. That will happen that much. <coughs> it will. Most of the, the the interaction between Luke and all of that's happening will be setting up for the the second movie. You'll see, because that's the reason why they don't didn't show much of him because he's he doesn't have a great yeah, part. Yeah, I this, think it's. I think movie. it's the typical JJ Abrams mystery box bullshit. Yeah. The. Havik, you're breaking up again. Okay, uh, since he's um, breaking up again... <laughs> clearly, clear that the conclude. title of this episode has to be Imperial Scramblings. <laughs> yeah. Scr- scrambled forever. Uh, okay, so enough lore for this week. And we'll go on to our last point, which is the contest. And we have... Uh, first, we have to pick the winner for last week's contest uh, for the Kane Somos pack, and I will generate a random random number between 1 and the 12 now and it is 4 4 is ah Rodrigo 
P. I will contact you on, 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 on Facebook. And if you're listening to this, please be sure that you accept uh, messages from uh, people who are not your friend. Because last time we, when I was complaining that uh, Vico wasn't uh, writing back to us, um, problem was he wasn't getting my messages. And I wrote him under my personal account because I can't write from the boardwars.eu account. Spam protection and all of that. So... Uh, and he was not accepting uh, messages from from random stranger on Facebooks uh, on the Facebooks, so he didn't get my messages about uh, that he should give me his address, and I was sending stuff to him. So uh, Rodrigo, if you're hearing this, please be sure that you are accepting uh, messages on Facebook, and I will contact you to get uh, your Kane Somos pack to you delivered somewhere in the next oh. few weeks when I'm actually moving into my flat again. Okay, and uh, sorry, I should be back again, right? Yeah, you're back again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> took some time now. Damn those Imperials! Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to complain that it's the same mystery box bullshit they did with uh, Khan in Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek we will, we will see what happens about this. I think we we'll probably see more of him in the movie, but yeah, some stuff will set up the next movie and. That's all. Yeah. We will we will see it in in eight weeks. Then we. But I think yeah, he will. It will. It's yeah. The the he likes to to keep stuff a secret. He likes to surprise people on the first days in the cinema. So could be interesting. Yeah. Okay. So uh, on on to our second part of the contest, which is you can win an R two D two and C three PO pack this week, uh, by again. Liking or sharing, like and or sharing uh, the Facebook entry for episode 16. And for next episode, we have, we will think about something different for the eventual uh, contest for the Boba Fett pack. So if you want to win R2D2 and C3PO, like and share the post. And Jeppe, you wanted to say something? We should make a contest about uh, the best idea for a contest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's too meta for me. <laughs> no, I will I will think of something until next time. I I was just too much in a, in a in a in a bind the last two weeks because of all of the stuff going on with my flat, so I couldn't do anything really. But I I I I had some time last weekend and I spent it by doing another Imperial Assault project. I will reveal in the next let's see four weeks or so. Ooh. So um, that's how you can win your droids. So just like or share the Facebook entry for episode 16. And this brings us to the end of our show, I think. it's It ran longer than I wanted, but it didn't run too long. So I'm fine. Uh, so you tried to silence Yeah, I, I was trying to silence <laughs> all of you this week. You've been really... <laughs> no, no, that's okay. So um, uh, um, you can reach us on Facebook, uh, like just type in board-wars and you should get there. Or on the homepage, www.boardwars.eu. Or you can write an email at podcast at boardwars.eu. Uh, so any final words for uh, Havik? Uh, don't peel your potatoes after you've cooked them before. Peel them before. It's very hard. Who's to... peeling them after? Well, I I was a little bit I, lazy. I, never heard that. I, I mean, I, I saw it being done, but why would you not peel them before? 
So uh, I learned something today. Peleo potatoes. Before. Are you getting mushy or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's quite painful okay, to... You're breaking, Herrick, you're breaking up again. Time to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so this was... this was. So you heard Herrick, don't peel your uh, potatoes after you cooked them. Do it before. Yes. So... <laughs> yes. Life okay. lessons. So, life lessons. Next in life Potato Wars. In Potato okay. Wars. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Jeppe, anything from you? Get on, Vessel. Play more games yeah, and sayonara. Yeah, get on and play with Jeppe. He's waiting all of the time, and since I haven't got time anymore, uh, he, he was also he was already coaxing Antonia. So uh, you need to you need to relieve Antonia from her duties. So and I actually don't have anything to say other than I want to move in my flat again. <laughs> okay, that's it for episode sixteen, and we will see us again in about two weeks. And until then, we will not play an online mission, so don't wait for it. I can't do an online mission when I'm at the hotel, so don't be don't be sad. We will get to it eventually, but we have a bit of logistical problems right now. So uh, have fun, guys, and we'll see us again in about two weeks. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye.